Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. Yeah, welcome back to the Beyond the Field podcast. I'm doing it solo tonight because my old mate Sanj uh, Costco Silver um, decided to take the night off. But um, today we are pleasure have the pleasure of having Tim Cotton from the Block NZ winner from 2021. Welcome, mate. Welcome. Hello, hello. Nice to mate. Also. So before I kick things off and get into the nitty gritty, I'm going to have to chuck some quick fire questions at you just to see where you're at. If you had any car to drive the length of New Zealand, what would it be? Any car, probably like an old Land Cruiser, like an '80s Land oh, Cruiser. Oh, bloody like that. hell, mate! We're on the same page. I love that. I drive one. Um, <laughs> If you had any sports person to take into a zombie apocalypse, who would it be? Um, Probably like Roger Federer, just cool and calm under pressure. Very slick. Um, If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Uh, Mexico, maybe, I think. I'm planning on going over there next year, so um, yeah, park up by the beach, how good. I'd love to do that whole California coast and just surf up and down it for six months and be living the dream. If you had yeah, one superpower out of invisibility, supersonic speed, or you could fly, what would it be? I think flying, no doubt. Just get that different perspective of the world. Yeah, nice. Lastly, are you an early riser or a night owl? Um, bit of both, to be honest. I wake up early all the time, but I... Um, and pretty partial to a big night out as well. So. <laughs> love it, love yeah, it. Hey, look, there's no um, no explanation needed as to um, how successful everything was off the back of the 2021 block. Um, do you look back with fond memories now, even how hard it was? Yeah, I mean, for the first um, couple of months after we finished, I definitely had a few reoccurring nightmares and it sort of, I mean, the, the lack of sleep and the sort of trying to meet those crazy deadlines is pretty full, full noise. But, um, I mean, looking back at it now, it's set me up for life. So I, I can't but help look back on it fondly. And, sure. and tell me, like, you know, you're, the, the TV is made um, for um, entertainment and like, but it, did it really get across the, like, levels of sleep deprivation you guys actually had? I don't think there's probably any way to really convey it to the audience, to be honest. Like you can say you're tired or anyone can tell you that they're tired, but you sort of don't really get a grasp of it until it's actually happening to you. But I mean, yeah, we were doing, we are pushing the boat out, probably pushing it a little bit further than we were supposed to, but you kind of have to, to achieve, achieve finishing those rooms week, week on week out. So, yeah. And, and you say it obviously set you up for life. Um, you know, I, I've, I've read some articles to say that, you know, some of you, you, you went out and bought a secondhand car or you haven't actually spent it. Was um, there were a lot of come down off the back of it? You know, there would have been a lot of media, a lot of hype and everything. But how long did it actually take to sort of unfold? And then when you actually could really take a breath and um, soak in everything that happened? Yeah, there definitely is a come down. I think you sort of probably your ego gets a little bit bigger than it should just being on TV for one when you're sort of used to more quiet, quiet life. And then 
um, we sort of finished the block and it was um, straight into, it was still in that lockdown. So we didn't really have a good opportunity to go paint the town red or anything like that. So it's sort of, we sort of just sat there and dwelled on it. Didn't really have um, any way to spend the money at the time either. So we sort of um, put it in our savings account and sort of just sometimes look at that number every now and then and go, I should probably do something. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome because, like, obviously we're in property and finance and, you know, there's um, – you know, people your age that are sort of just getting onto the property ladder or, you know, there's people, you know, twice your age getting onto the property ladder. Then you've got the bank of mum and dad that are just, you know, helping out everyday Kiwis and young people get onto the ladder as well. And the phenomenal amount of money you guys sort of um, worked hard to get and achieved um, in a, at the peak of a market. Like, have you, have you actually, when you, when you take into consideration um, 2021 and what happened to the property market off the back of, um, uh, off the back of COVID, it was just a blessing in disguise how long the show actually took to make. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was definitely a few, a few uh, months there when we were sort of in limbo and we didn't know what was going to go on and we, we thought the market was going to go the complete opposite direction as it sort of has now. So um timing was kind of everything um but yeah I, I mean initially we kind of went on and without the sort of hope of coming out with the, the money that we did we sort of were like let's just yeah. go on and have some fun um any sort of money that we make is a reward but after two years of doing it we were sort of like okay it'd be nice to sort of cash in and capitalize off this opportunity oh, now. absolutely man like you know a lot of hard grasp and a lot of <laughs> Yeah, a lot of it sort of did drag out, but to walk away with a, a hefty sum must have been um, phenomenal. Tell me, have you have you stayed in tune with this year's this season's the block? Yeah, I've sort of tuned in um, a little bit here and there. It's not, I mean, I, I enjoyed watching the block when we were on it because I sort of had a, a little bit more yeah. interest in it. But I, I watch it from time to time. Um, but yeah, man. Definitely felt for those pretty teams this pretty year. Ph- phenomenal and stark. What um, how much everything can change within you know under twelve months. Um, property finance, inflation, interest rates. Um, uh, you know the whole the whole property market in general. Really, for this year's winner to walk away with sort of a thousand dollars, second place a hundred dollars uh, compared to what you guys. It's it's just complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, we we really had that sort of perfect storm, and then I guess they had the unperfect yeah. storm, if you can say that. Um, I mean, I think the where they had their houses as well, they had a, a whole lot of townhouses, and there was, was a pretty saturated market out there in that little subdivision. There's just houses going up left, yeah. right, and centre. So compared to the offering that we had, which were pretty big um, family homes in Point Chev, which yeah. is a pretty sought after suburb, so. I mean, we were just super lucky and sort of things played in our favour. Hey, like sometimes you have to create your own luck and you guys definitely grounded it out. Um, mate, what, what is next for Tim from the block? What, what, are, the, what are the grand goals? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a few short-term ones um, which are like getting overseas and just actually having a chance to sort of holiday and whatnot because I haven't really had that opportunity yet. But um I'm quite keen to get my hands on a on a house and get stuck into my own renos. Um, I'm currently working for one of your employees' um, yep. partners um, on a building site, so 
um, yeah, I've been back on the tools for the last last year or so, really, um, just picking up a few extra extra skills here and there. Um, so I started my apprenticeship a while ago and I picked that up again. So, yeah, the, the plan is to eventually sort of um, get a, in a city um, house and um, get to work, use my skills and um, sort of cash in on that. And when, you, when you've got mates in the industry and you obviously work for a mate and, and you sort of just dive in, you're completing your apprenticeship, do you see um, do you see massive growth in that area alone? Because chippies and sparkies, tradies out there, they can pretty much charge whatever they want bottom dollar because there's such a demand for them right now. Yeah, well, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not the boss. So I'm not, I'm not <laughs> making all that money. You'd have to ask him. But, yeah, I think... I mean, we're we're just crazy busy yeah. nonstop um, at Unity Group, so that's um, it's I mean, it's good for us and, and good for Alex with sort of a little fledgling company. Oh, and so. and it's um, you know, even knowing what Alex has sort of achieved himself, um, you know, the boss and then a lot of other people in the industry, it's such a it's such a strong strong sector because there's such a lack of demand. So it's there's only sort of there's only growth and continued growth when there's such demand to, you know, get in a whole workforce from overseas. So um, no doubt you're in the right industry, that's for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it changes in sort of the next year or so. Even I know that a few tradespeople are struggling a little bit more for work now than they were a year ago. Um, but, yeah, we seem to be flat out, so... And do you, um, have you, have you ever had, um, did you ever sort of think about finances and the likes, um, before you went on the show and before you won the big, the big bang? Uh, to, to be quite honest with you, I was in a bit of a rut (laughs) at the time I come back from overseas and I was trying out a few things and got down to my last $4 in my bank account, which is pretty unlike me i was always like one of those kids counting my pennies um so i sort of just threw the kitchen sink at it and um and yeah we're just lucky enough to get on the show and things to play out as they did but um now it's sort of given me probably you know at least a 10-year head start in terms of um looking at houses and that kind of thing and so yeah looking at mortgages and trying to i mean i'm quite naive to it all but I'm, i'm learning quickly about all these different things and cash flow and um, yeah, different kinds of properties and so yeah, no, it's interesting. And do you do you have other mates within sort of the sort of the property construction sort of industry? Like, have you got good connections even within who you work with at the moment? Oh, somewhat. Um, I mean, the majority of my mates sort of do various things, but then yeah, within our sort of rugby team as well, we've got a whole lot of trades people, so. A lot of people to bounce off if need be, and hopefully, um, Joe's say get a few cashies done <laughs> done by then. Well, mate, it's all it's all about the sort of experience and the and the connections that you have. Cheap as I know, um, uh, sort of my old rugby team, um, even club team, like they've had a they've had a connection of tradies and sparkies and plumbers that have just sort of repeat business back and forth to each other for the good part of twenty years. Um, and it's just a good way to yeah, do it because they all get on and they all trust each other, and and that's sort of what you want in, in, in your circles in the industry. Yeah, and I guess the the currency is just a few beers or something. So oh man, not even necessarily yeah, and you sort of just got to build your network up um, of people you trust, and you know the uh, the odd roof shout goes a long way. 
Yeah, for sure. Always there. I'm doing some renos for mum at the moment. I said the best thing that you can do is just get us a couple of beers at the end of the day and then everything's tickety-boo. Oh, man, that's that's awesome. And I guess uh, for all all our listeners, um, what's next with yourself and Artie? Like, do you do you do things sort of combined going forward or do you just keep the friendship and, and, and treasure the moments that happen on the block? You know, we're, we're still very tight and we've sort of got a few things in the works. Um, we're, we're, we have an agent, so they sort of look for a little bit of work for us. Um, we're, we're quite keen to sort of stay doing a few bits here and there in the media. So um, I'm working at BFM at the moment as well, just doing a bit of news and stuff. But hopefully um, maybe get a, t- a little show at some point on there, which would be cool. Um, Artie's right into his music, so he's... Um, touring the country at the moment with his band so i might um sort of jump on board their little train for a little while um this labor weekend as well so going way down to gisborne with them which will be fun oh nice nice tell me what's it like being interviewed by woman's day <laughs> oh it's funny hey eh? um you sort of read back some of the articles and they they definitely pick different parts of the article and sort of squish them all together. And um, I mean, for the most part, they're, they're actually really lovely people. Um, but then, yeah, they sort of find a way to create their own story. And they're very interested in finding out about your love life more than they are anything else about your life. So um, they, they definitely put us in some pretty punishing outfits at times as well, which we weren't too pleased about. Um, but when the, the readership's pretty much, you know, 40 to six year old woman or maybe even older um i'm not too concerned (laughs) tell me how did you how did you take fame if you can call it that um were you were you ready for it did you did you mind it or did you just sort of just get on with it and um just enjoy the ride i mean it's pretty yeah it'd be pretty loose to call (laughs) call it fame it's sort of like this um small um spot in the in this well in the spotlight um for a brief moment which is which is real cool and we enjoyed it and i think to be honest um i mean we embraced it when it was the show was on but it's um for the most part it's just the odd geezer coming up on the street and saying hi and being pretty friendly so i quite like that um that you sort of can find a connection with people um without even knowing them um yeah, I mean, it, it, it hasn't been too extreme, eh? no paparazzi outside the windows or anything like that. I guess, um, I guess when, I guess you've probably been asked this sort of a thousand times, but would you ever go back and do another series? It's funny, eh? with, with time, you sort of forget about the pain mm. that you go through to get it done. Um, I mean, I'd be I'd be watching the property market very closely if, yep. <laughs> before going back on because um, you kind of want to know that you're coming out with some fruits. But um, I mean, I'd be more open to going on other TV shows than I probably would be the block, just knowing what it does to you. And um, I mean, I don't want to u- lose too many more years off the end of my life, which I think we may have uh, by pushing the boat out on the block the first time. Um, there's there's rumours in the circles that when the property market swings, they're going to get all the winners back uh, to do it again. But um, I don't <laughs> I don't think anyone would have thought or have thought about the property market being in a cycle 
from the from the point of view of the block because you know Auckland in, in particular has been so strong year on year on year on year that you know even the producers I don't think would have taken into account um, the big swing and what has happened in the last eight months. Yeah, well, I mean, I think they probably bought those properties initially as well at the height of um, the property market going gangbusters. So um, they probably needed to make their money back as well. So, I mean, I just feel so sorry for all those teams because I know what goes into it. So pretty tough. Um, I mean, the team that comes out winning 100K, but then only four grand on top of that even seems, seems like pretty low pay considering the time and effort that you do put in. Yeah, it's it's pretty phenomenal, right? Um, I saw I saw the article saying that you know you guys were celebrating um, a few days after with um, you know over a birthday and everyone celebrating all their big purses, where you know it was sort of doom and gloom um, post post the end of the series with with everything that had gone on. So they definitely had a different come down to what you guys did. Yeah, I mean, when we were doing our filming, we had um, Mark Richardson in the room with us and he was pretty much crying from happiness, but he wasn't like he was welling up with sadness this time around. Um, so we're, we're lucky to be on that side of the ledger. Mm. But I imagine they would have... I think it's lucky that they were filming the, um, the yeah. auctions um, prior to... They went live again this year, so... I think they're probably lucky they did that and they could cut out all the swearing and cussing and stuff because I imagine they would have been pretty pissed off. Absolutely, absolutely. From a um, not too many more, but from a from a renovations point of view, um, what what has been your biggest learning through the block to what you sort of will do in the future? Yeah, I think I mean my biggest learning because I sort of already had a, a few basic building skills, but it's more than project management. I sort of quickly graduated from an apprentice builder to sort of somewhat running the site. So um, definitely sort of just the organization and the, um, and the schedule of, of building a house. I mean, the blocks kind of unlike most renovations because you're sort of doing it in this um compartmentalized way where or decompartmentalized way where you're doing room at a time so um, it's quite different to the real real building um, but yeah I think just in terms of for us it was keeping it relatively simple um, and then sort of accenting our house with different colors as opposed to going too bold and and trying to stand out from the rest we sort of um, kept it pretty stripped back and then sort of added our own touches of creativity and artwork and that sort of thing just to um, appeal to the buyers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, going for other teams that go onto the block as well, it's um, every year is different. Like you're sort of dealing with different different houses and new builds or old builds or townhouses and whatnot, so there's no real one formula to get it right. Yeah. And... Um... Is that sort of is that something you would you know you you complete your apprenticeship you do your building you do your trade um, can you see yourself as sort of project managing in the future once you sort of get those skills under your belt? Yeah, I think that's probably the direction. I don't think I'm necessarily cut out to be on the tools every day for the rest of my life. So, but I, I just want to have that strong base of skills, those hard skills. So 
I am ordering people around, at least I have some knowledge of it as opposed to, um, I know a lot of project managers sort of come in pretty green. So I think some builders can find that quite frustrating. Yeah, mate, one, of, one of my best mates is, um, is doing a build in Parnell and supposedly one of the niggliest places you could um, you could possibly do a house. And I think nine builders uh, turned down the job and he accepted it. Oh, really? And I think he has lost more hair in the last 18 months um, than he has at all. And I think they've written well over a, th- a million dollars in invoices and they're not close to finishing oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it can be a pretty stressful industry. Um hats off to the guys that do well in it. It's, it's not an easy way of making your money necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, I think he said, um, the difference between losing sleep, um, is as simple as the material showing up on site, um, or being delayed three months. Mm, yeah. No, it's sort of, I mean, it's eased off, um, of late, especially with like Jib, which has been the talk of the town. Um, finally showing up on shelves and bunnings and whatnot. So that's probably taking a little bit of heat off the property sector as well and building sector. Yep. So, I mean, it's a good opportunity now for us <laughs> with our winnings to um, jump in and find yeah. some property as well. So we're quite lucky that the tides have turned. Yeah, nah, nice, nice. Um, lastly, what what is what is it like going back to rugby training for the first time, seeing all your mates after you won all the money? Do they give you a load of shit? Oh, yeah, they're still trying to get beers out of me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're all good sorts. Of... You'll, you'll never live that down, mate. You'll, they'll, they'll, you'll be the first person they'll be asking to put the wallet over the bar every every time you're inside. Yeah, no, and some of them are earning a lot more than me, to be honest. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I probably still owe a few beers, to be fair. Um, and tell me, um, lastly, when um, what are the travel plans when you can actually get offshore and, and head away? Is it is it just Mexico? Or you plan on getting getting up to Europe? No, yeah, that's just the start of things. Yeah, Mexico, um, hopefully for a couple of months, and then um, get over to Europe. So we're trying to work out a plan, whether or not it's um, Spain or Germany or somewhere a little bit different. Um, um, yeah, may wind up in London. Who knows? Uh, nice, mate. Well, if you need any recommendations for pubs in Ireland, I've got a few mates that own a few, so uh, they'd be more than welcome to have you there, oh, mate. Awesome. Well, I've got my Irish passport, so I'm, I'll have to make the trip there at some point. Oh, mate, you're you're away laughing already. You'll um, uh, yeah, Grafton Street Lounge is a good yeah. one. Couple of a couple of the boys own it, and. And the uh, oh, the Bath Pub in Dublin is a bloody good one, and the Bridge is owned by a bunch of rugby lads. That would I'd love to have you there. Have... Free free Guinness all round. I really? Well, I'll have to write them down in my notes. Nice. Hey mate, where are the best Instagram handles for people to? Oh, sorry, social handles for people to to see um, about Tim Cotton. Well, if they're bothered enough, they can. Uh, I'm on Timmy Cotton, um, and Tim and Artie is our. Um, our some joint profile where we get up to no good. Yeah, nice, mate. Hey, Tim, I really appreciate you coming on. I'd love to do a follow-up in a year's time to see how all your travels went um, and see if or what you have um, sort of put your money towards. So it'd be great to get you back on um, in the future. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Hopefully I don't get stuck in those Irish bars for too long. 
<laughs> Love it. Everyone, Tim Cotton from the Block NZ Winner 2021. Appreciate your time. Cheers, guys. Catch up. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.